RFC Extra is information, conversation, and content in and around Transformers from Radio Free Cybertron, which did not make the normal show. Could be that it was recorded after the show went off air. It ran too long for the normal Radio Free Cybertron podcast, or it could have been recorded on one of our other shows. But, irrespective, it is new material presented to you, our wonderful listening audience. In episode two, we continue our conversation with Ben Yi from last week, and this week we discuss the world of third-party Transformers. And as always, we ask for your support by making purchases through Amazon by way of our website. Go to tfradio.net and click on the Amazon logo or shop through our Transformers online store. It is absolutely, positively the easiest and best way to support Radio Free Cybertron financially. You already use Amazon anyway, so why not just get the same fine products that you already do by going through tfradio.net and clicking on Amazon or by going to tfradio.net slash Amazon. If you run a small business and do most of your purchasing through Amazon, just bookmark our website, tfradio.net, and make your Amazon purchases there. It would help us out tremendously, and it goes a long way to keep Radio Free Cybertron on the air. Thank you very much, and enjoy the conversation. Radio Free Cybertron, the original Transformers internet radio show since 1999. Jeez, what are these guys ever going to move out of their parents' basements? Do you buy any third-party stuff? Have you bought any third-party stuff? So I actually wrote an article on this on my site. Plug, 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 whatever. But I don't collect the third-party stuff that it utilizes Hasbro IP. That's a very specific line, but it's my line. So Hercules, Green Giant, Madlow, the one that Don was just talking about, I don't buy them. I do not judge people who do, though. I want to be very you know, clear about this. You like it, it's your money. Who am I to tell you how to spend it, right? You enjoy it. You're not hurting anyone. Plus, you're not going to hurt yourself. We're all adults here, right? Would I want you to buy it for your five-year-old? No. Actually, that I would probably stop you right there. That's potentially dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't put that in your mouth. You don't know where yeah. that paint came from. Well, it's not, yeah. not just that. If it could break and choke them. And Well, I, I've seen yeah. some very scary photos. It could photos. stab them. Of um, there was one, oh, who was yeah. it? It was one of these one-off figures that I don't know which company made it, but literally I saw like three photos of it snapped in half, and the way the plastic was breaking, it was sharp, like it was forming like you know like kind of a curve, like a little blade, and I was like, holy crap! I would never let a kid get near that. You, you know what's sharp, Ben? The wheel covers to Salmore. These points will draw blood. There you go. So, so that's my line. Now, now, have I ever bought third party? Yes. Now, I'll tell you what third party toys I love and I want to see more of: um, the glacier, the glacier lord from Fans Project. I heard uh, that didn't do too good for them. Well, no, I was but my not... God, I love that thing. Yeah. I mean, talk about creating your own original character yeah. in the spirit of your target audience. Um, their marketing campaign behind it was great. Those faux animation cells oh. they did. Oh, and uh, I love the Korean. The last yeah, one was the, the Korean the, box. The yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> I mean, that was so brilliant. And I, I'm sorry to hear it didn't yeah. do well. Although, it's interesting to hear that because no one could find them for a while. Well, so I, well, I thought they sold out. 
I was talking to the guys at TFCon, and they said, and I asked them about Glacial Lord, if there would be a, a re-release of the figures in a set, because uh, at the time I couldn't swing them with everything else I had going on. They said, we're not looking at reissuing them right now. Uh, we might in the future. They didn't do as well for us as we had wanted, so we're looking That's at other so things. so bizarre right to me, no. because when I got my set um, – Oh, first of all, they previewed them at BotCon one year, right? They had a limited number of a couple of the limbs, and those sold out. And Vangelis reviewed them uh, that year uh, as soon as he got home. Then they released the rest by a pre-order, and I, I, and I got into a pre-order for a couple of those. And in the final pieces, I had a buddy – they were at TFCon actually, and he said that their table was mobbed. Now, I had three friends looking for Glacier Lord for me that day. The first one who, who literally was there at the crack of dawn, he got it. A friend, another friend of mine got there by noon. He said they were completely sold out. Hmm. So it's, it's just interesting for me to hear it didn't do as well. I, now, I wonder if that also means it cost them more, it, like the cost of making it wasn't worth what they made off of it. I think that may be another way we can interpret that. Um, but it's a shame because it, it's such a brilliant concept, the little brain master, um, the play on being a brain master, the the it was so G1 retro design. You could put these guys next to your G1 figures and they looked like they belonged there, but they were entirely a fiction that they made up themselves. That was right. the brilliance of them. And I, I would support anything like that. I kind of wonder myself if you know, like, I, the I, retailers were part of the problem with the, great, the Glacial Lord because mm-hmm. they were an original thing. They weren't Transformers rehashes, and so they didn't have the same kind of popularity driving them from the perspective of the they retailers. They weren't weird copies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like everybody I know who has these, and, like the people who love these, love the hell out of these. The people who don't get it just never bought any because they don't get it because they want weird copies. I do want. I, 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 I guess. That's part of the yeah, I guess I I want weird copies. I just I, <laughs> I didn't see the appeal to it. I mean, you're not as old as we are, though. Is the thing. Well, I was going to ask. Don, I, I, I mean, were, were you? But were you a hardcore G1 collector? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay, absolutely. So, so did you ever see these up close or did you just see photos? Uh, uh, photos and reviews. I never okay. – I've kind of – like I've gone to conventions and someone had them there and okay. I you know, glanced over them real quick but never really I, I guess, manipulated them or anything. I, I guess part of it is how nostalgic are you for that era of design? Because if you don't have that nostalgia, deep-seated, you won't – find them, yeah. that appeal i think i, I think yeah. i lost that nostalgia because i everyone knows or i've said it you know on the podcast a couple of times like what got me back into transformers was the g1 reissues mm-hmm. uh, when i heard toys r us was doing the g1 reissues that's when i started going back into a toy store that i haven't been into in years and then I'm not sure if it was the G1 reissues or the alternators, which one came first, but it was one of those. And then the other line started and I was like, oh, I love this too. So I started getting that. And I think as the alternators were starting to die out, that's when the classics started. And I started getting into the classics and I really liked how they were redoing, you know, all the G1 characters. Be right back, guys. You know, new, more sophisticated molds. And I think that's what. And then I started looking at my G1 reissues, and I was like, these classics are so much better than my G1 reissues. So, 
Well, you know, I'll, I'll, I, I agree with Ben that it's more interesting when they start making like their original stuff, even if it's in the style of, but still like expressing their own creativity. And like this is something Vangelis has observed on a lot of occasions in the last couple of years. Like the stuff these third company, the third party companies are putting out, that is like notionally, you know, this but new. You know, the designs are so removed from from the original that it's very clear, okay, these people want to be designing their own original stuff, but they're piggybacking on the Transformers ideas because that's what will actually move the unit and make them the money. So maybe in the can maybe they can in the future um, you know, do original stuff with the the money they've made in that process. Well, like Steel Core, that was a good example. Mm-hmm. I think that yeah. was successful. Oh, yeah. You know. And well for me, uh Heart Steel Cyclops Shockwave. I mean, I know that was kind of a IP thing, but he only existed in a drawing in the back of the IDW book. He wasn't actually ever going to be made. And they took just that concept drawing and gave us an, a dual paddle wheel ironclad shockwave. And the thing is, it, yes, it's a little scary to transform with the way the, the hull is, but it, it is visually an outstanding piece. Too bad it doesn't float. It doesn't, it doesn't float. <laughs> Fail. <laughs> but, you know, I bought, you know, I bought Utopia, Ben, uh, because Utopia, I know, again... Oh, is that where I, you're living now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Utopia! And his but, cat's uh, living in the box. So. Yeah. <laughs> I gave the box to Massey. Uh, but to me, that is a better update version of Metroplex than the Generations 1. Just, just because if I want, if I want a good-looking update to Metroplex, the Generations One just did not do it for me. But again, like you said, it's personal preference. Well, it, it, it's personal preference, and, and you guys have to remember, I have a unique perspective on this. That, um, and this is not an indictment on anyone. This is just statement of fact is, I, I have a very close relationship to a lot of people who either work or have worked at Hasbro. Um, they're not just a source of information for me or those Hasbro team people, they're friends. You know, I'm friends with them on Facebook. We've chatted about personal stuff before. I've had dinner with them, you know, and if you had a friend that worked on, let's say a comic book, let's divorce this from toys, a comic book. And it was very successful and it was about a superhero team. And then some other guy started doing a comic book, basically copying all that guy's ideas, but just renaming them a little, changing a color here. This guy gets a cape. Whereas that guy had a cape and he sells it, you'd be a little like, oh, what's that bum doing? You know, you're messing with my friend's work over here. So that's a little bit about, you know, where my attitude with 3P comes from. It's because I'm watching the work that my friends do being leached off of with someone who's being very disingenuous. I find the the fake names very disingenuous. I find you know, uh, the, 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 the not hyphen, whatever, a lot more accurate, like not scrapper, not devastator. You know, I think that's actually more accurate, you know? Um, but I'm not going to deny that these things have a lot of artistry behind them. They are really well done. They are really, really impressive. But now what I want to see steel core is a great example, um, of kind of a more modern figure. Um, it's, it shows what they can do. And I wish that they would turn those skills, those considerable skills, towards something of their own instead of just leeching off someone else's IP. 
you know, uh, so I, I, that that's kind of partly my perspective on it, and it's not one that anyone else is going to share, right? I mean, I literally am probably one of maybe three people in all of Transformers fandom who would have that perspective. So. <laughs> I, I mean, I kind of agree. Uh, one of the things that Mark Weber said last year at Toy Fair, which I thought was really great, it you know, not that Hasbro is doing a bad job because they're not. They're especially in the last couple of years, they've been doing a lot better. But Mark Weber said, you know, if Hasbro was doing, uh, you know, if we're doing our job properly, those third party companies wouldn't exist. And uh, to an extent, I kind of agree with that, you know, and uh, the Masterpiece line is a good testament to that because I don't know anyone who buys third party figures that doesn't buy the Masterpiece line. Because it it's basically right around the same price point. I mean, you look at Soundwave, he was roughly 150 bucks, and then you look at DX9's uh, third-party Astro Train that's coming out, and that thing's right around 150 bucks. So it's right in the same price range and about the same size figure. So there is something to be said there, you know, for that particular price range. Oh yeah, totally. Something agree. I want to see more is like not figures, but you know the the accessories and the modification parts to complement the stock figures and enhance them. I mean that's that's where third party really got its main start, and I'd kind of like to see it cycle back around to that because there's stuff that does need the help, like this Devastator you know, more... that's coming out. That that will I guarantee there'll be at least oh, there'll be all kinds of third party stuff for that. Yeah. There will be all kinds of stuff for that, but like some of the stuff can't really be helped because, like, it is something I figured out even from the pictures from Germany. Like, um, Devastator's arms connect to long haul, and when we got the stock photos, I was able to figure out like long haul's forearms flip backwards to make the sockets for that. And if you remove that part, it's not going to work correctly. Like, to give long haul for just the one example functioning arms in the conventional sense someone would have to completely re-engineer the entire piece so it would still have that function, still hold solidly in the combined mode, and then do the extra function you want. And Scrapper is even worse because that's got to hold up everything, everything above it. I you know, there, there's... Out. there's. Hmm? What? I was going to say, I haven't even had a chance to look at this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Ben understands. Oh, the irony. <laughs> no, no, I, I, th- there was a lot of stuff where... Uh, I actually remember being at the Devastator table. I made myself stay there and look at it because my instinct at Toy Fair is to photo, 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 run. Yep. And I actually made myself stay there because I knew Devastator would get a lot of attention. I knew people would be asking me questions about it. And I also had to see if there were any questions I wanted to ask the team about it. Um, so, But I totally get what you mean. If you don't um, – make yourself stand in one place you just keep kind of running from place to place taking photo after photo and by the time you're done like there's dust on you know all around you swirling <laughs> so yeah i totally get it uh but you're right and i, I should append you know with my uh third party rants before i have no problem with any third party add-on that requires you to own the official product I have zero issue with those. Oh, yeah. Well, it's it's like City Commander is it's pretty much the one that started it all. I yep. mean, I know I know Unicron dot com had some before then, and they have the Cliff Jumper add on kit. But I think I think the City Commander armor is the one thing everyone goes back to is this is what made us take a look at what this stuff can do. 
I agree. What about like a third party target master when it is obviously the target master character, but it goes Have we with got that yet? Yeah, that that that's a weird line for me. Um, I'm actually split on that because it's obviously um, you know it's Optimus Prime as a head or whatever, right? But at the same time, you can't do a whole heck of a lot with it without you know a figure to hold or, it or a figure for its head to become. <laughs> or there's like the the master shooter figures, yeah, you know, which are the self-contained target masters, which you know they're in the style and the colors of, but they don't necessarily share like right. The design detailing. I noticed that. Yeah, you know they they're their own self-contained little figures that can become guns for practically anybody. But at the same time, they're still relying on you know this or that idea. I was thinking uh, specifically of what was it? Sidearm. Was it? Yeah, I've got one of those around here. Well, I've got Blesser here, but you know, same. Is difference. that like the Starscream that becomes a gun or something like that? No, no. Okay, so uh, Fans Project did Sidearm, which was Firebolt. Um, oh, okay, and then. When the tsunami hit Japan, they did a run in reversed colors. Right, that right. They would give you as a gift if you donated money to the relief funds. That's right. Um, so I ended up with one of those, but never a normal sidearm. Normal. That was the first third party item I bought. I, I, I remember. Yeah, I I don't. I'm not really so much into the third party stuff, but like when Aaron came around and basically said what he said at TFCon, and I felt a little better about it. I like how he called it weird copies, but he also had <laughs> that, and I, that. I use that all the time now because I think that's a great description of them. But when he basically said mm-hmm. that if um, if Hasbro is giving the product that fans want, uh, fans want, you know, there wouldn't be a need for it. And he sort of come around on it. Of course, also, he's kind of working in that space now. But, um, <laughs> but... I feel a little better. And the way about I it. understood it too is that, like, the way I understood it is like Rick Alvarez, for one, had really been working on Aaron to, you know, reconsider and like, you know, look at it from a different perspective too, and like, you know, yeah, ev- not everything is good and okay, but there's there's you know value and validity to some of what's going on out there. And I was like adamantly against third party stuff. I, I would buy a little bit of it just for the I remember. Yeah, that, yeah, I was pretty openly anti third party, but I feel a little better about it now. And I've bought a few things I, I think are really great. Do I think that it beats Hasbro's official product? Not really. I mean, I'm comparing code here. I mean, it's not a fair comparison, but code here to Springer. And if I had to say which one is better, it's mm-hmm. obviously Springer. And Springer was a quarter of the price or a third the price. So, I mean, but, you know, of course, this was a 2012, 2013 toy. This was a 2014. I mean, there's like a, you know, Springer Trump's code. And and the way I look at it some, some ways, too, is I, I'm personally not hurting Hasbro because even if I wasn't buying third party, I would still buy the same amount of Hasbro product that I did, you know, while I was buying third party. And honestly, if anything had to be cut out of my budget first, it would be the third party before the Hasbro stuff. There's a lot of people who take the inverse approach to that, you know. They, they right. basically <laughs> forsaken all of the Hasbro Tara Absolutely stuff. Absolutely there are. Yeah. They only buy third party. But you know, and, again, it's well, it's also what I was saying earlier, part of that is because the scarcity now versus later debate because you know there's a good chance in six months you'll still be able to find a silver bolt 
in six well, no, months will you find well, no, you know, it's, X it's, or Y? It's, it's not even just that. They, they consider, for whatever reasons, whether or not I agree with it, they consider third party the superior product. Thus, that's where they decide to put their oh, money. That's a blanket statement that just irritates me because there's so much crap out there. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of crap. Yeah. yeah. Sonic Wave. I don't know. Well, Kronos. Well, hey, but is it? But at that point, is it about the toys anymore, or is it about some odd sense of entitlement? Right? Is it about? Yeah. How many times have we seen the some variation on the phrase Hasbro owes us? They owe us nothing every day. Well, now you know it's it's all it's it's all part and parcel of consuming habits as identity which is one of the biggest problems probably in the entire country right now Mm -hmm. like i'll take jetfire uh i i when hasbro showed us jetfire i felt so lucky that they were doing a character that i really wanted in a scale that i really like as a you know a leader cast class figure that's that's how i felt i didn't feel like God, it's about time Hasbro finally got you know gave us this. Now, I mean, I, I was talk I was talking to Rob uh, briefly on Twitter earlier in the week, and uh, I had mentioned something. He said, you know, Hasbro wouldn't be making this if they didn't think they can make money. So it's not just they're doing it for the fans; they're doing it because they see a way to make profit. And I was saying that to all the fans that are complaining and moaning about this thing. They didn't have to make it. I'm sure there was a plan B that they could have taken those dollars to create this Devastator and give us more Luke Skywalkers. And they could have made just as much money on those variations of Luke Skywalker as they could have on the Devastator. More Dino Sparkers. I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying Hasbro's this big, warm, fuzzy, you know, Snuffleupagus is going to give out hugs and candy. But they're, they, you're giving us an awesome Devastator, six Voyager figures. There's going to be a little, a few things wrong with it here and there. Elbows, I don't care. I'm a, I was born in G1. Elbows are a luxury. I don't have to have them. Back in <laughs> Elbows my are day, a luxury. luxury. Back in my day, we had shoulder <laughs> joints, and we liked it. And we liked it. So Elbows are a privilege, not a right. Yeah. Now, so, did anyone ever really... <laughs> Even think that we'd get a Titan class combiner figure because nope. when we got Metroplex, no. they hinted that yes, we may do another Titan class figure. And Metro we, Titan, we, we, we all yeah, right. we yeah. you know we all figured like Trypticon or maybe a you know. A, well, people kept saying Trypticon. I never thought that was going to happen. <laughs> even Omega Supreme or something like that. Kind of sour with platform shoes at all, or a weird redeco of Metroplex. Yeah, right. exactly. Metro Shattered Metroplex and gray and called Trypticon. That yeah, well, or actually, you know, shattered a shattered glass kind yeah. of version where he's so, in Trypticon so colors. The interesting thing is, um, you know, overall in terms of what we're talking about, it's a false comparison to compare Hasbro to three P. And I know that sounds very counterintuitive, but can anyone name who the CEO of any of the three P companies are? Does anyone know who their creative director Keith. is? Does anyone know who their marketing director is? Fantasy Club. You know, I mean, <laughs> you know, their first <laughs> last name, where are their public profiles? Where's, where's the fans project, you know, public profile about the company and what their earnings and so on. You know what? They don't have that. Why? They're not publicly traded. In fact, they're not anything. They just kind of exist in this weird ether on online, right? Hasbro, publicly shared traded company. 
thousands of employees, commitments to licenses and contracts outside of themselves, like Paramount and so on, right? You cannot compare, you know, long haul to not long haul and say they're one-to-one equivalents. They are not. And like you were saying before, also the comparison of having to adhere to safety regulations or not. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, someone argued, someone tried to argue with me online and he got pretty heated about it, um, that the safety regulations were irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> to sell a toy in the U.S., I think that's pretty relevant. Yeah, but well, yeah. If, it, if it wasn't irrelevant, why, why are we going to have to get safety Megatron just to get them reissued? But you, you see, it didn't even point. work. It's not a fair one-to-one comparison. You can't compare a toy that literally has gone through no safety testing. We don't even know what the paint's made out of. Okay, and you know, there's no records of this. If you were, if you were to file a Freedom of Information Act. And go to Hasbro and say, I want to know what the government results of your safety testing were. You could probably get it as a reporter. I'm sure you right? can get an MSDS sheet if you wanted yeah. it. Try to do that with Fans Project. <laughs> see what you get. I'd like to see the results of that. You know, and, and I'm so not – like I'm not anti-third party company. What I am anti is fans who make a disingenuous comparison one-to-one of a 3P product versus a Hasbro product. Hasbro has 10 times more stuff to worry about when they make a toy than, than any third-party product does. You know, And let me tell you, working, I work in a publicly traded company. We hear every year, our shareholders want more. Our shareholders want more. I don't think any of the third-party guys are dealing with that pressure. Yeah. I work at the corporate office of a Fortune 500 company that is, um, is uh, quite a bit bigger than – than Hasbro and reason stuff. It's it's not easy to make stuff happen. It's third party companies. Oh, they can have an idea for a toy. They can spend a couple nights working on the design and they can spit something out. And there's nobody, there's no oversight. There's no quality control. There's no, there's no investors. It's, it's some really talented accountability. Yeah. There's some really talented person without any restraints whatsoever. So of course some yep. of the stuff is going to be brilliant, but you know I'd like to see them with the same you know restraint constraints do a Springer. Well, well that, that was too because yeah. like in two thousand and nine or so we got uh, Warbot Defender, which was fans' project answer to there's no Springer toy out yeah. there, and Generation Springer. Yes, it's a few years later when it was designed, but it absolutely in every way blows Warbot Defender away. It is a completely superior toy. Well, it was either last year or year before, Ben, you might remember, one of the Hasbro reps uh, said that we can do all the stuff that third parties can do. We just need a little more time to do it. Now, I can't remember... Yeah, I mean, I can't remember if that was in like at the Hasbro booth, if it was in one of the one of the panels or something. But basically, you know, that's what we're seeing now. I think is that it t- it took them time to get to this point where they can mass produce these figures. But like you said, Chris, look at the quality of this Superion in Wave One. Yeah. It's a mm-hmm. Wave One figure, and look how good. The it way is. I look at it, this the podcast. It's a hobby. I pay for it out of pocket. If I can make my money back through a couple of ads, great. Ow, 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 ow. <laughs> That's a, oh, nasty. A but you know what? You know, 
if this were a company, I'd have certain things I'd have to worry about. I'd have to worry about payroll. Yeah. I'd have to worry about margin. I don't. So the sky's the limit. Mm-hmm. It's the third party stuff. It's a hobby for these people. They're passionate about yeah. it, but they don't have to worry about margin. They have to worry about it to an extent, but not to the extent that Hasbro does. You know, I buy a few third-party, like, complete figures, especially uh, Fan Project's Function X or Headmaster series, partly because when I bought Code, I was so impressed with the way it's engineered that, like, I wanted to get more stuff done in this style. I don't buy a lot of these. They're expensive. I don't have a lot of money to throw into this. So, like, you know, it's a hobby within the hobby because I appreciate the design. But at the same time, like, real Hasbro Transformers are more fun. Way more fun. Like they are just yeah, they are more fun, they're cheaper, they're more readily available, and you know, overall I enjoy them more. The third party stuff for the most part to me is like even full figures, it's it's um a supplemental thing, it fills a hole until there is the official option, in which case I switch over to that. And not universally true, mostly true. I am always way more worried about breaking a third party toy than a Hasbro product. Yeah. Occasionally I have oh, broken yeah. a Hasbro product. But um, yeah. but you were drunk at the time. But uh, no, it's just that <laughs> or five, or five. But the uh, third party or st- last week, the whatever. third party stuff though, if it costs five times as much, I'm going to be way more careful with it. And if well, I mean, what, what mm-hmm. are you going to be more freaked out about if you if you broke code over there or if you broke strong arm? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't think I could break strong arm if I tried. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I have to like really I have put faith some in effort you, into breaking strong Chris, arm. Chris, I'm absolutely sure you could break strong arm if you tried. I have faith in you. <laughs> I just have to put effort into it, though, and, like, with third-party stuff, I feel like, okay, if I just turn this the wrong way at the wrong time, something's going to break here. Strong arm, yeah, the plastic might stress a little bit, and I just have to watch it in the future, but I just have to actually, like, try to break well, strong arm. I, I will say, you know, with Glacier Lord, uh, I've only, I haven't taken every one of them out yet just because of time, but the couple that I have taken out, I've been very delicate with them. I don't mm-hmm. trust the plastic has the same tolerance as an Age of Extinction figure or or an R.I.D. figure. It, it just mm-hmm. You know how the plastic flexes a little when you're transforming mm-hmm. official stuff? It doesn't have that same flex, and it worried me a little. So I was very gentle mm-hmm. with them because they cost me a pretty penny. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, yeah I, I get what you're saying. Well, I will say, Ben, you know, uh, uh, Fans Products is probably one of the – more respected companies because yep. they've been because they've been doing it so mm-hmm. long. So, uh, of They're all good. the companies that you could buy, you probably have the least to worry about with the fans project. You're, you're still right for playing it safe, but just mm-hmm. you know, you, you, yeah. you know what I want though. Th- this is what I want. I don't know why this has not happened yet. I, I want them to like go with like the government model or or like the Microsoft model on this. You can't beat these guys. Just buy them out. <laughs> Take over all their designs. It's yours anyway, really. And just make the damn things and use their facilities to do it. Use their standards to do it. Now, that goes back to what Brian said. If they did that, would any of their stuff be able to hold up to the child safety standards? Would any of their stuff no. hold up to the cost no. model? No. You'd, you'd be paying like $800 for that Predator King instead of 6 probably. And the other thing – like there's a really basic thing too that delineates a Hasbro toy from a third-party toy, which is rounded edges. Because every Hasbro toy, every major toy you get in the United States from a major manufacturer, they are tooled, they're designed where edges are just slightly rounded. So you don't get pointy things digging into your hands, your face, your eyes, whatever, depending how you know bad you are at motor coordination. 
but like every third party thing I've ever handled, you know, every corner, every edge, every point is sharp. It hurts when you touch it. And, you know, I've literally heard of people drawing blood off a oh. toy just because they handle it. Without I got scratched hair. by that uh, Diaclone Magnus, this uh, die stack I've got. It's got every edge uh, on it sharp, and I definitely got a yeah. nice scrape on my uh, arm from it. It's, it's, I'm I mean, sure that, that would have kid tested perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a, it's, that is a really basic thing, though, that a lot of people don't think about that distinguishes <laughs> you know, a toy that meets safety regulations in the United States and one of these things. Oh, but you see, when, when you bring this... Everything we just said in the last five minutes, you bring this up in a, in a thread on Facebook with a bunch of no, hardcore 3P fans, they're just going to tell you, you're just a Hasbro apologist, um, you know, you're, you're just making excuses for them, you know, everything you're saying is BS. But the, I just have to exit the argument, you know, because I'm like, okay, you're not looking to have an honest intellectual conversation about this topic, you just want to bash your opinion into my head, which is very different. You're pushing your, like, agenda. They are doing yeah. what... Yeah, they're doing what – or they, they think you're doing what they are doing, which is pushing their agenda yeah. and trying to conform you to what they think rather than actually have a conversation and exchange ideas and consider both sides. More, yeah, more I, to the point, like I said before, they, they've gotten to the point, they've gotten so obsessed with this and so involved with it that this has become a part of their identity and an attack on it is an attack on who, uh, who right. they are, and there's no point in even having the conversation at that point. I mean, someone said it a little while ago that uh, I don't remember which one of you it was, but you know, it's become dogma. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Agreed. And and what's scary about it though is how aggressive they get. I mean, emotionally aggressive. Yeah, yeah. And and, and at, that's the point where I know I have to step back because then I start getting upset. And it, and it reminds me of those old flame wars we were talking about on ATT with Beast Wars versus G1. And I just like, that's not something I want to go back to. You know, I grew out of that. I have yeah. way too much going on in my life right now to get into that. The you last know, thing any of us need is more drama. Yeah. I mean, if no. you're 16 years old and, and that's all you've got, then I feel sorry for you. <laughs> you so if you're 40 years old and that's all you've got, like some individuals. Um <laughs> I was observing on Twitter last night that maybe I'm weird, but like when I go to a forum or you know any kind of any conversational system to talk about my hobby stuff, I want to see people enjoy the hobby stuff. Yeah. Like that's the kind of interaction I want to have, whether it's something I personally enjoy or not. I want the only thing I really want to see is other people being positive, you know, upbeat, enjoying what they're doing. I don't like seeing people that are negative yeah. about everything, and like no matter what it is. They can't do anything but find is, fault. I think at that point, the hobby has lost its meaning, and you need to stop and like get some distance, and then I need to get distance just to not be around Which is that. why I want this podcast to not be a bitch fest. You know, with some, yeah. if, if, and I agree with you. I want to listen to positive – I listen to positive podcasts. I don't – if I listen to a podcast and they're like bashing on stuff a lot, I stop listening to yeah. it. But I, you know what? It's an interesting point you brought up, Chris. Because I, I go to some of these forums or, or, or Facebook threads, and I would be very cool with, let's say, a three P forum where everyone's just like, "Oh, check out the detail on this guy. I love him so much, and he looks like the cartoon model jumped into my hands." I'd be very cool with that. I almost mm-hmm. never see that. What I do see is this is so much better than that Hasbro crap, right? That's what I see all well, the time. Hasbro sucksores, so sucksores, yes. <laughs> and it's like, why do you? Why does your appreciation for something have to take the form of hate for something else? 
Right. You know, exactly. Exactly. I mean, if I mean, they're trying I mean, to justify it, I mean, I, I guess it's, you know. But why do you need to justify? Right? Wait, exactly. Exactly. You know? This has been Radio Free Cybertron. Visit us at tfradio.net for show notes and to subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on Twitter at TF Radio for news and updates. Watch our live stream at tfradio.net slash live. Join our Facebook fan page at facebook.com slash tfradio. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, TF Radio Network. Have a question or comment? Leave it on our Facebook fan page or mail it to contact at tfradio.net. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons license. Any part of this podcast can and should be redistributed, but please, proper attribution is required if you know what's good for you. Radio Free Cybertron, the original Transformers internet radio show since 1999. 100% girlfriend free since 1999.